Connor, last time I saw you, obviously you were, I don't think you didn't have an opponent at the time, but obviously you've been talking about, you had been talking about the Johnny Garton fight. It's a good time to be a British welterweight at the minute, really thriving scene. Um, you were due to be making your, your return to the ring on the show that was supposed to be this past weekend. What has it been like for you, mate? Um, obviously, I had to go to training camp. Um, ten, well, I was in training camp since January. So, um, it was hard. It was a good training camp. Um, but when things like this happen, it, I, I always try and see the positives in it, man. Um, it don't um, it don't really affect me um, in any way, um, you know, because when this time passes, I make sure I'm ready to go again. Um, the training camps don't do... Um, yeah, the training camps don't do you any damage. Um, I make sure I train hard and try and train consistent throughout the year anyway. A lot of fighters obviously talk about having to have a date to work towards. At the minute, things are so up in the air. Are you tapering your training? Are you tailoring it to fit that sort of... I'm definitely um, not training too hard. That is for sure. Otherwise, you end up burning out, which I have done before. So, um, I do, I do, when I do run, I do 10K. Um, yeah. I will, I've got my weights there. I'll start my weights routine today. Just saying to keep, you know, the body active and ticking over. So, when I do come back to proper intense training, my body ain't like, what are you doing to me? So, yeah. So that's like your physical preparation. What about boxing-wise? Because obviously the gym, I'd assume, is closed. Are you, are you still getting any technical work? Are you still getting any actual boxing training in? Not really, no. Mm. Um, I mean, I can shadow box, but I mean, I ain't got a big mirror out here to shadow box in front of. And then when I'm shadow boxing, I feel like I'm doing... If I ain't under the watchful eye of my trainer, I feel like I'm going to then start creating bad habits again. So I'd rather just not... Um, mm in my head, but he does send me fighters through every day to watch and study. Which fighters have you been watching? Um been watching Arturo Gay. Okay. Um, plus Ivan Robertson, the first fight, um, and then watched the second fight. Um, and then he sent me through two more that I've got to watch today. Which fights did he send you? Did he send you the uh, Gabriel Ellis fight? That's it? Yeah, that's a really good fight. Really that's good fight. How do you mm. know that? What do you mean, how do I know that? My job's to know that. <laughs> <laughs> he said, yeah, he said, he sent me that. No, I watched that fight already. Okay. I watched that one yesterday. Um, but no, today we've got um, two different fighters. Which which era, which era of Arturo Gatti? Because obviously he had he changed his style a, a, a lot. He started yeah. off as a little, little boxer puncher, then became like an all-out brawler, and well, then kind of went a little bit more back to his boxing. We're watching... He showed me when he just used to go have it, and then when he changed his trainer and changed up his style, um, and was able to adapt and incorporate a smarter way of attacking. So that's what that's what I'm studying at the minute because I fit my fence is there. Um, put being aggressive is that's my style. That's what I do. That's when I'm at my best is when I come forward. Um, but it's learn how to be smarter about it and and setting your shots up more. And again, he's a fighter. I, I like, he's one of my favourite fighters. Mm, very entertaining fighter. Yeah, yeah. You know, he was here for, well, unfortunately, he passed, um, yeah. away, passed away. But, you know, he, he was here for a good time and not a long time. That's what I'm here for, man. 
Yeah, I mean, it, it, you know, in this era of kind of protecting your O and, and being an unbeaten fighter and, and what have you, you look at guys like him and other <laughs> fighters who, who over the years, they, they prioritise giving entertainment to the fans and being in great fights. And um, there's, there's more than one way to be a... Um, to be a legend in the sport. Gatty yeah, Ward. don't get me wrong, it is, um, I sometimes feel like I'd rather lose my, my own. Why, because of the pressure that it brings yeah. with it? Man, I sometimes feel like I would be a better fighter if I went undefeated. It's a very weird way of looking at it. Um, but that's just, that's just what I think. Um, like, I want to I wanna fight some top people in the division. Do you know what? It's worrying about who you lose to. Like, I, I want to go out, you know, if I'm going to lose, against someone good. Do you know what I mean? Against someone really good. You mentioned having the um, the pressure of having the O. Oh, it's, diff- it's different for you as well, because not only are you unbeaten, and an unbeaten welterweight prospect coming up with a, with a profile. Obviously, you've got the Ben name, which is there's always going to bring a target. There's always going to be a target on your back. Do you ever think I've of? Had I've had that since I turned pro, mate. Mm-hmm. But you know what? All them fighters calling me out, they ain't relevant, mate. Unless they got something I want, they ain't relevant. If I was them, would I call me out? Yeah, but the, I'm not them, so I ain't, I ain't, I don't need to fight them. If I'm not fighting him, I'm ducking him. If I'm not fighting him, I'm ducking him. And you know what? It's what their friends tell them to give them a big ego. Oh, Conor Ben's ducking you. He don't want that smoke. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's just nonsense. It's what they tell, it's what they tell their friends. Their friends, you know, comment on my posts. You know, they're probably paying them a fiver to comment on my posts or something. Do you know what I mean? And then you had um, that Congo piping up. And then that Luther Clay piping up. But yeah, when I see him at the press conference, one of them said nothing. Do you know what I mean? So just stop, stop cloud chasing. Mention Chris. Go on. I like, I like Luther, though. Just before I throw that in there, I think Luther's, um, you know, a cool cat. What do you think for that fight, him and Chris Congo? Obviously, you mentioned both of them as people who have called you out. That was one of, to tell you what, in, in this kind of period where there's a lot of fights that have been cancelled. That was one of the fights I was looking forward to the most. Um, I don't know. I think because um, when I see them two hold on, two seconds. Go on. When, I, when I see them two stand, um, stand up at the the weigh-in, I thought I thought, do you know what? I think my money's on um, Congo. Because Luke ain't a big puncher, and he's a and he's a lot smaller. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So, Chris is Chris is a tall, is very tall and rangy. Yeah, see, I've I've sparred I've sparred Congo mm. uh, ages ago. I had no problem with him whatsoever. That would have been um that would have been a really interesting fight. I would have oh, really liked that. Sniper the sniper the boss. Hello, Lerone. Um, are you good? Yeah, I would like to fight for the British title, hundred percent. Um. The British and Commonwealth, uh, which Jenkins has. Um, yeah, definitely. I'd love to fight for that. Um, obviously, we were supposed to fight Garden, but he turned that down. And then we got offered back Jenkins um, from Warren's team. And then uh, we said yes to that, and they turned that down. So, um, you know, it was frustrating. But, yeah, I would like to fight for that. But if it doesn't materialise, it does not matter. Um, you know, we'll push on. Getting some questions in. Uh, see, Connor, what fight do you want next? You've 
kind of... Well, actually, no, you haven't really answered that. Connor, which fight do you want next? You could have any um, fight. You know, people say, you know, people say, oh, ring rust and etc., etc. I don't believe in ring rust. If you've been working and you've been grafting, you will come back better because you had the time to drill um, certain things into you. Um, so, who would I rather? Samuel Argus, um, Johnny Garner, Chris Jenkins, preferably whoever's got the British and Commonwealth title. The British Boxing Board of Control made me mandatory uh, for the winner. So, I'll definitely get that shot next. Um, and then once I win that, the British and, and Commonwealth, if the fight can materialise, then fight against Kelly. Last time I spoke to you was, as I said, before Christmas, or I can't remember. It might have been before or slightly after Christmas. Um, but at the time, we were still waiting, um, I think still for an official announcement of on Kelly Avenician, or there'd just been one. Uh, I can't remember who you would have picked at the time, but who would you see winning that fight when that does get rearranged, Kelly or Avenician? Um, Avenician for me. Why? Um... I think he's an absolute handful. Um, I think he's, um, I think he's a handful, and I think he's all wrong for Kelly, in my opinion. Aaron Parton says, "Who's the best boxer you've sparred?" Best boxer I've sparred. Best boxer I've sparred. Um. Toughest person I've sparred is that Lenny Zappa in Australia. Mm. He was tough, very tough. I sparred him with a wild card. What was that like? That's a lively gym. Um, it was um, it was alright. It was hot. Hello, hello, hello. I can't remember where we were. You were talking about the best, the best fighters you'd sparred. Yeah, Lenny Zappa. He was um, he was a tough kid. Mm. He's been he's been in some some exciting fights, Jesus. Yeah, your fire. Okay, well I can't remember what other questions that we had. We had a couple. I remember looking at a few, thinking, "Oh, that's a good question," and now I've forgotten it. This is one thing I wanted to know because you're um, are you you're vegan, aren't you? Um, but um, when I'm in camp, I'm vegetarian. Camp. Hold on. Why the, why the difference in camp? Because uh, I feel like I shed the weight a lot quicker, um, and I can eat a lot more when it's uh, when I'm vegetarian. That's a, that's a good. I'm vegetarian. I've been vegetarian since I got back from Saudi for the AJ nice. fight. How come? What was your? Why do? You... To be honest, to be honest, like out in like my job, we always I put a lot of weight on since I started. Uh, hold on, let me quickly answer this question. Do you go, think go, it's go. important to have a massive amateur boxing to become a good pro? Not at all. I don't. I don't think you've got to have um, a massive amateur um, boxing career to um, be a good pro. My dad only had, um, you know, twenty. How many amateur fights you have? Thirty, wasn't it? Thirty-five. I only had twenty-two. Anthony Yards only had, um, you know, limited, and. I guess sometimes in the long run, it can, Eubank Jr., I guess sometimes in the long run, it can pay off um, when you've only had limited um, background because when you're at the end of your career, well, not at the end, when you're at the peak of your career, you know, your body might shut down on you from all the training you've been doing since the age of 10. So, 
I don't know. I guess that's, that's why I view it anyway. Yeah, it's not it's not essential. I mean, it helps, but also you have some fighters who have extensive amateur careers that they're so ingrained in the amateur style that when they turn over to pro, they struggle to make the transition. Uh, my favourite fighter of all time, um, sorry, Nigel, my favourite fighter of all time, James Tony, didn't have an extensive amateur background either. I saw that look. Don't get him to don't get him to give me a slap, please. Um, Hold on. This was, go on. Sorry. What's the best advice your dad given to me about the sport? Do you know what? Funnily enough, yeah. See, my dad's shaking his head. He hasn't. He hasn't. Um, look after your money. Look after your, Look after your, look. Well, as you said, look after my money and be faithful. Mm. Um, so my and then we sat down and watched the boxing yesterday with my dad on my laptop, and um, for the for the first time ever. And I said to my dad, this is, like, weird, because we never sit down and watch fights together and go, oh, did you like him or him? He goes, yeah, but you used to get, I threw a gate, yeah, you used to get hit too much. And it was just weird, because we never sit down and discuss boxing together. Um, he more helped me in real life, where it actually counts. And he's put faith in my trainer with me. As far as advice goes, um, I think um, just... Yeah, my trainer, that's it. So very weird. But yes. When you start when you get when you get to world level or title level, then I'm gonna put my two pence in. When he when he said when I start getting to world level we start he'll start putting his two pence in. It's got a couple of more interesting questions. Here's one. Uh do you have any pre fight rituals, Connor? Yeah. Would you like I, to share them? Yeah, I'll share a few. I um, thank you, bro. I appreciate that, uh, mate. Um, I wish you well in your career as well, mate. And um, once all this passes, look forward to seeing you. Um, look, so, look forward to seeing you fight again. Um, but yeah, pre-fight rituals. I jump in the ship. Uh, well, I wake up. I have my nap after I eat. Um, I send everyone out of my room. Um, I close the curtains, blinds, so it's pitch black in my room. Um, I'll have a shower, but I'll sit in the shower and have the water pouring down on me. I'll meditate and think about how good this training camp's been. I'll come out of the shower, I'll meditate for a little bit longer, and then I'll, I'll meditate for about an hour, and then I'll put all eyes on me, two-pack on my speakers in the room, and then I'll call all my team to come back up, and then we start getting in like, um, you know, proper happy mood, and then we'll walk over. Is it so? Is that the same ritual for every fight? Every single fight. It's got to be a wow. nice shower. <laughs> <laughs> uh, are, apart from boxing, are you any good at any other sports? Uh, I could have been anything I wanted to to be. Um, skateboarder, BMX. <laughs> <I'm joking>. <laughs> <laughs> I don't used to like skateboarding. No, I, I would have been good at anything, man. Um, Apart from basketball, I was never really good with a basketball. Um, but apart from that, it's been anything I wanted to be, honestly. Yeah, you don't you know don't quite have the size for a basketball player. Listen, there are short basketball players. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember Spud Webb? Well, obviously it's before um No, no. So no, if no. anyone's watching this and wants to see short people jump really high, watch Spud <laughs> Webb. Spud Webb back in the day, his dunk contest. He must have been like I don't know, five ten or something, five eight or something. He was tiny. Uh, What's the plan uh, after boxing? Uh, the plan after boxing. I don't know, man. 
Um, I don't. I don't look past tomorrow. Um, in regards to with boxing, you never know what's going to happen. Um, I've got my certificate free for my master's degree in fitness. I'd probably set up a gym. Um, going to punditry, you know, whatever, whatever prevents it, um, presents itself. Acting, who knows? Acting, yeah. Yeah. Okay. What character would you play? What kind of character I play? Hmm. I'll play. I'll play. I'll play anything. Probably, uh, it'd, it'd have to be villain for sure. It'd have to be like some Mexican cartel business. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually. So I'm actually um, writing something for boxing. Um, so maybe you can be in that. Oh, hold on. I wouldn't mind. Ben Davison, yeah, bro. I'm in um, Wise and Foot Soldier. Um, four. Are you in that with Coogan? Is Coogan in that one? I don't think so. No, Co- he's not. Coogan's in a really good film called Killer Bitch. Brilliant. <laughs> it's brilliant. No, I haven't seen that. <laughs> uh, but they're looking at, they may be looking at um, bringing out another film um, where I'll be playing, you know, one of the key roles um, in the film. So uh, that'd be. That'd be really cool. I think it's getting um, written now. The script is getting written now. So we've just got to wait and see, man. Obviously, my main objective is boxing. But all these other things, it's nice to get paid by getting a smack in the mouth and also enjoy it. <laughs> uh, uh, Jamie Meacham Free says, what's Connor's view on kickboxers turning over? My brother, Ronnie Clark, fought Payno kickboxing and he's the toughest fighter. He can take a mad shot. Connor didn't get enough credit. He was tough, mate. Um... It was really tough. Um, I thought I was going to go in the go in the the fight and bang him out. Um, I mm. come back to New York um, when I knocked out um, Brandon Sanudo. I come back and I had that skin allergy. I went out partying out in New York because obviously I fought in New York. I mean, wow. Um, and then I come back. weren't supposed to fight, and then. I booked my holiday to Miami. I thought, yeah, fine. I'll go and knock this bum out. And then I'll go. I'm off to Miami and then I'm a little nice. Um, nice stamp in my wallet. And, um, and then wallet, bang, one, two down the middle. <coughs> and, you know, and then at that stage, I realised uh, you can't overlook nobody. It would be nice if someone said to me, you know, it was like five-time kickboxing world champion. It would be nice if I knew he weren't. <laughs> so, so it's all good, though. It's all learning. And he, he was a tough guy, mate. It was. I was at that fight. That was one of the best fights that I've seen at your call. That was a brilliant fight. That was a really, really good fight. Thank you, mate. Uh, and you're very welcome. Uh, do, do, any interest in continuing the Ben Eubank rivalry? Um, no, but no, but um, obviously um, Eubanks has um, a few sons, so there is potential fights. And as far as rivalry, um, I don't think there is any. Hayden Hill says have you always been a hard puncher or did you develop it over time with S&C and explosive work listen I weren't this guy I am today I weren't this guy that all you lot see um, honestly I'm not the guy you lot um, see I, I was a skateboarder kid painter and decorator used to go to the skate park ride my BMX rollerblade longboard um, I weren't I weren't, I weren't, I played guitar, I, I sung in the church choir, 
I weren't this guy you see today. And sometimes I think, what happened? At what stage <laughs> did I turn into a Mexican cartel-looking mofo? <laughs> <laughs> At what stage was the transition? I used to wear purple ripped jeans. I used to listen to Avenged Sevenfold, um, Guns N' Roses. Um, and <laughs> it's just funny, isn't it? Where life yeah, takes you. And then I slapped the blackness back in you. And it's, it's, it's slapped the blackness back in you. <laughs> yeah, but you've got, you got to be, man. I mean, my dad says to me, the higher the monkey climb, the more he shows his batty. <laughs>